0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of the chipman brothers tangent podcast as always i'm chris i'm bob and before we get into whatever the hell it is we're going to talk about tonight, I'd like to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. there, are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, and collaborating online. And I'd like to thank my newest patron, Sean Zoltek. Thank you all very much for supporting this show, particularly in the trying times that we're in now. Um, very much appreciated because it keeps me being able to do it. Um, also, uh, because the Internet thing seems to think these things matter, if any of you guys listen to this on Apple or iTunes or whatever Apple is calling that now, or if you have access to an account over there, get on over there and rate this. Um, the more uh, my shows get rated and have ads, the more Apple recognizes them and tells you to listen to those instead of Joe Rogan. Um. And as a lot of my shows are, this week's episode is brought to you by the Pumpkin Copter Podcast. And got to recap them all. These are both shows run by a good friend of mine, Tyler Gorman. He's actually the first person throughout this crazy thing I'm doing now that's asked me for my autographs. And um, his shows are great. He's super fun. And I highly recommend going and checking them out. Particularly, got to recap them all. Him and a friend are watching every single existing Pokemon anime, including the films, and recapping them. A grueling task for sure, and they're having a blast with it. So with that, here we are, Bob. How the hell are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing, Chris. How are you? I'm doing. Um, it's good to use these podcasts sometimes as an opportunity to make contact with the outside world, especially um, family members of yours that you love that you haven't seen in a bit, so just a um, bit yeah it's been uh, how long how long has it been um uh, the weekend before easter right we painted yeah. eggs yeah and that was what a month ago yeah uh, more than that man like like a month and a half at least oh jesus month? yeah <laughs> but it? it's it's marked it's may right it's May, dude. It's May seventh. Oh, it's May Oh shit. I got more stuff due than I thought. Shit. Yeah, okay. we're we we were past May the fourth <laughs> and past Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. And now we are here, sir. Um it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday. Or oh yeah. This is one in the morning. Um we had pizza because everywhere was sold out because it was Cinco de Mayo and it was also Taco Tuesday. Oh good lord. Remember when we were looking forward to 2020 because fun things were going to (sighs) happen? And now we have Murder Hornets. Oh, God. I just realized I was was sober for all of Cinco de Mayo for no good reason. Oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah. I bought a giant soda from McDonald's when we were out driving our kids around and filled it up with bourbon and then passed out. (laughs) Not while I was driving. I mean, there's no one on the road. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, uh, so, to take things in a... Um, I'm going to hope to try to find positive or happier things to talk about. Because sure. um, I, I was in the mood to talk politics and negative things on the last show. And some people really liked it. And other people, I'm afraid that I alienated them. So, um, back to trying to find happiness in this strangeness, Bob. So... Um, I'm watching The Mandalorian. I have one episode left. I watched the first episode when it first premiered and loved it. And then life happened. Yeah, right. And holy shit, is that good? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it's awesome. I, I, I if this had been a Star Wars movie, like oh, I would have watched like twenty of these. This thing is awesome. It is. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's it's light and it's it's moody, and I love the like kind of renditions on a John Williams ish kind of score, but a spaghetti western thing yeah. they've got going yeah. on. Um, I love the like um, uh, spaghetti western fonts. Yeah, I, I love all the actors. I like all the different. It, it's reminding me a lot of um, oh what show was it? Uh, the Dark Crystal. Where you're just watching it and you're going, wow, they're really nailing this. Yeah, like, and there doesn't yeah. even have to be much going on. They're just, I feel, like the world feels so lived in and correct. Yeah, everywhere they go. And man, I don't, I know that a lot of people get hit out of left field with the child there, but even knowing that that was coming, that is such a cool like. Oh, so this is what this show's about. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I, forget at this point whether or not I knew that there was a baby Yoda before... I don't think anybody, anybody. did. Well, no, I mean, because I, I don't think I, wa- I... I think it took me a couple of weeks to watch The, the Mandalorian because I was busy. Yeah. but uh, So I, I don't know. I, I forget if I knew by the time I watched the first one whether or not that was going to be the, uh, the thing of it. But, uh, you know, once that popped up, I was like... Uh, okay all right all right now i know i now i know what what we're doing here okay because a thing that i i think I, I appreciate about this like i have i've enjoyed the era of quote-unquote peak tv yep. you know of, of everything being like i enjoy Westworld. i enjoyed past tense game of thrones you know breaking that all of this business where tv has has been uh wanting to be classy and be movie-ish but there's been a lot of stuff that didn't need I, th- I think that a lot of of like I think a lot of TV forgot to be TV if it that be fun that, well not, not just any fun but like like I mean every m- anything on tv that's like good is is fun to a certain extent even stuff that's trying really hard to be unpleasant is fun in in its own like sense of what's of of like even like the sinner which is like relentlessly unpleasant is eventually having fun with its unpleasantness to a degree but like mm-hmm. uh i and it was the correct decision of them by the way to do the mandalorian in episodes and just it's like, no, you will wait a week to watch this so that you can appreciate, you know, that, uh, you know, this is going to be 30 minutes and you're going to wait a week until the next one so that you appreciate it. And I, I loved that they did that with Ash vs. Evil Dead, too. This reminds right. me a lot of that where it's like yeah. we're doing it short and we're doing it episodic and like thing of the week type stuff. It's very tongue in cheek. It, it It's very it's very serious, but it has a bit of a cheese factor that I think people forget is Star Wars. Right, yeah. I mean, you couldn't do, like, I wouldn't necessarily, and I'm sure at some point they'll do, like, a a Star Wars show that is trying to be a little more like, like a Game of Thrones kind of thing, and maybe that'll be fine, I don't know. But at a certain point, Star Wars is star wars you know and like you can some things can be malleable and like moved apart of things and i think that if there has been like there have been some ups and downs and stumbles with the way star wars has gone and i think that a thing that maybe has uh been part of the learning experience for fans and filmmakers in this with the, the way that like the star Wars, uh, a star Wars story thing went for Disney back and forth is that star Wars is sort of more a genre unto itself. Yes. Then like the, like surprisingly like the Marvel movies can be many things, you know, like you can, you can have, you can do like a spy movie or a comedy or theoretically a horror film or something with these and and like mix the genre things. Star Wars is pretty much Star Wars, and Star Wars is you know like a wet like a B Western and a samurai movie, but also in space, but not really serious space. And that's about where Star Wars lives. And you can have, you know, a dark moment in there. But, like, at the end of the day, they have laser swords and half the characters are Muppets who beep at each other. And that's Star Wars. You know, right. And, and in the context of this, as soon as, you know, we have, like, this this business with the shootout in the, the, the western town and the big you know, chunky robot thing that he has to keep telling not to blow itself up. And it's like, okay, all ah, right, so I, good. I, I get where we're going with this. And I'm like, okay, all right, I feel this. But is, okay, is this going to be like a cowboy show? Because it's, it's very much a cowboy show for the first episode. And then the pod thing opens up and there's the baby Yoda. And I went, oh, okay, all right. We're doing Lone Wolf and Cub. All right. And and they're doing it so well. Yeah. And it's like, okay, all right. This is, and it's, and not just like a, like a little bit of a reference with that. It's like, no, we are just, this is 100%. We're just doing Lone Wolf and Cub. This is just, this is what this is. I went, oh, okay. All right. So this is exactly where we are. So like, we can't have the lightsabers to do the samurai thing. So we're just going to do baby cart with this guy. And it's, I mean, it, to the degree that, that, that Star Wars is an action figure thing. And I, I think I did wait a week on the Mandalorian just to like psych myself up for it. Because to an extent, I think a little bit, I was almost reticent because so, so much of the pitch for it felt like, like, the ultimate Star Wars fan service kind of thing. Well, right and it took me in, until I like watched the first episode, yeah. I had convinced myself in my brain that it was going to be a Boba Fett show and right. I didn't yeah. and I didn't want that. And yeah. so watching this it's like okay, but, you're yeah. it, it's hitting all the right bits of you're telling me all of the cool fan lore and stuff that I could have read a thousand books to figure out but you're doing it yeah. in a way that i don't feel like i'm being talked at by it it's like oh no you're gonna do it with a new character so this is gonna be everybody figuring it out for the first time well i but, like this now do you think do you think that was boba though oh i don't know do you, That's... Do you think that, that when the when the two when when the when the when the spurs on the boots walked up to ming no do you think that was boba i'm not sure i haven't finished the season well no that was in like the 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 sixth the the like the fifth episode when uh I remember the, that. Yeah. When, yeah. Do you do you think that is? isn't was him? Bulba dead. Didn't he Sarlacc pit before this happens? Yes, but like in every other piece of Star Wars well, media, I was going to say you know, yeah. Like, we we also got Darth Maul back in Solo and the TV Well shows. no, but I mean like they've always found a way even though they they I mean they've deleted all of the the uh, the expanded universe stuff, where like Boba like survived somehow, it's been and maybe like, they're gonna do that anyway. I mean, I mean, I think that I mean, it, I don't know why else they'd have a mysterious other Mandalorian walk up and highlight the spurs because True. Boba had spurs. So it's, I mean, if it's not him, they clearly want you to think it's him. That's fair. So I'm trying I, to think. No, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, it's there's only so many other triggers you can pull in, in in Star Wars. So I don't know. No, was, it, it, no, it's it's some really cool shit. I loved, um, I loved getting that that uh, post um, post events of the other movies stuff that they 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 trickle in it it the the ATST on that planet the bryce tallis howard episode yeah the way that they shot that thing it reminded me of the way spielberg did the tripods in war of the worlds and i'm like why am i shitting my pants over an atst right now like this is terrifying yeah that was great that was that was great all all of that stuff was 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 great it's this is Like the the best this is like the best case scenario for I guess we're never gonna stop getting Star Wars stuff is like every once in a while people who have wanted to play with the Star Wars toys are going to get to and do something very cool with them. I love it. And that that's you know what sparked me to sit down and finish it up was when um on on Star Wars Day as it were, or the the Disney coin Star Wars Day, um uh they started releasing a whole bunch of cool stuff. And one of them was showing, all right, so Dave Filoni is back. Cause he's one of the producers doing an episode. So he, he took a picture of himself on the set. Hey, look, I did some episodes and, and then Robert Rodriguez came out. And it's like, well, that's interesting. You how, know what I mean? how has he not done this before? Right. It's like that. It's like Robert Rodriguez. I mean, and, and, and what a perfect fit when you think about his whole, um, idea up to this point has been kind of the guerrilla filmmaker that can do this stuff on the cheap and that seems to be what favreau and folks are doing i mean the amount of technology they've been pulling out to make this show look like a 200 million dollar star wars movie but on I'll say it's a Disney Television budget, yeah. so it's not a small budget, but it looks fantastic. Like it's just a really good-looking show. Yeah, and, I like the 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 several uh, people in the industry tweeting about you know oh they got Robert Rodriguez to to do one of to do to do one of these you know people like you know spitballing uh, various people's Star Wars episode. You know, it was like we call out uh, we had Robert Rodriguez come in for one of these. You, know, it's like. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Uh, I've only got uh, 10 minutes. Uh, I mean, I couldn't leave my house, so the best you're going to get is uh, Bruce Willis, Robert De Niro and uh, Salma Hayek. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just going to get, you know, like seven A-list actors who just randomly will come over to my garage and and I got to say <laughs> yeah, who just randomly come to my 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 studio grab studio. What do you want me to call it today so I don't get kicked out of the guild, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> um no, but uh yeah, um and then we've got Werner Herzog. Oh yeah. Who, I love Werner Herzog anyway just as a strange human being. Yeah, yeah. You you and I talked a few episodes back about he's like the anti-Terry Gilliam. Like Terry Gilliam has become you know been uh, both having very ridiculous careers with ups and downs and stories of them being a little off kilter and things but Werner Herzog is showing up and you know just playing around with baby Yoda and having a damn good time probably saying words that they had to phonetically tell him how to pronounce because it's like what is this this is silly but he was having so much fun I, I loved know. seeing him in this have you, have you seen the uh, the 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 things where people had interviewed him about it because like he, he actually was like, was, was really good on uh, the, the interview because they, they, uh, I have to assume that they would have been worried that, that, I mean, if he didn't want to keep any secrets, he wasn't going to, but you know, they before things and they, you know, he didn't give anything away. And then afterwards when they gave him the go ahead, because one of the guys, he says, so can we ask you about uh, about uh, the about uh, the Baby Yoda? And his hand went up, and he says, no, "Do not say the name. I can. The, the, I sworn to secrecy. I cannot talk about the baby." And, says, and they said, "No, oh, these are the interviews where you're allowed." He says, "I can speak about this. Yes, yes, I have done scenes with the Baby Yoda. He is a puppet. He is animatronic. He is beautiful. He is beautiful." <laughs> he said, "Yes, I have done scenes. I have performed with him." he is intricate he emotes with they they control him he emotes like a, he is beautiful i have done scenes with him i wept i wept i i wept and I, I i wept they said he might be a placeholder that they may have to use cgi to replace him i said if you do this you are a coward <laughs> <laughs> so like this this is like the 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 like the changeover in, uh, you know, in in like the status of filmmaking is, you know, you have like on like the two extremes, you have like, you know, Martin Scorsese of like, you know, half, half of big movies now are theme park rides and they don't count, you know, uh, Terry Gilliam is off on is just turning into a dirty old man, you know, cut to Werner Herzog. I did, uh, you know, scenes with Baby Yoda and I wept. And I wept. And I, and, and, and I wept. Yes. I am in the Star Wars it is amazing <laughs> it is beautiful and I wept he he he, tr- he truly has done done it all the man's incredible and it was just it's so good to see him show up and have it not like it's not stunt casting or anything it's like no here I am and I'm'm I'm, I'm the bad guy and it's like all right cool I, yeah. I like where this is going no it's it's no it's good and i i like the almost fake out you know where it's like okay this is the guy and then he's like okay so wait is this gonna be the bad guy for the whole thing that we've just No, nope. we, we've got Werner herzog he's gonna be he's like oh no it's oh wait, who's oh it's giancarlo esposito all right okay what do you know yeah they're they're rocking at this yeah they no really this is, are this is solid stuff i'm into it and uh you know, I, uh, and I, I also, because they want this for the uh, review this week, because uh, what the hell else is playing, um, is uh, the, the the last four episodes of uh, Clone Wars. Oh, I've heard that's fantastic. It's pretty good. It's basically a movie. Um, so, you know, that, that has Mandalorian stuff. It, not the Mandalorian, but other Mandalorian. More people in helmets. So many helmets. Yeah, and also another cool thing I've noticed with this show is that there's so many good winks and and like deep dives into all of the Star Wars movies, and none of them. And again, I, I I've gone on record, and I know you've gone on record as actually enjoying all five of the Disney Star Wars movies that have been made to yeah. to certain degrees. I like them. I think they're very good movies. But this show has a good like it like. The first half of Rogue One with all the planet jumping and everything as a Star Wars fan was super cool, but watching it again and some people complain that was like the dragging part, you know, for them. This show does a better job at that because it has room to breathe through those sequences. Yeah. And it, they have great things like I I loved. I think this is the first time I've heard the word Gungan mentioned since the original trilogy and that was great. I yeah. wonder if he's a Gungan under there and that's why he wears the mask. Yeah, What right. me, me Misa don't want you to see my face. You know, yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." Yeah, <laughs> they're just having yeah. so much fun with this. Yeah, I had a I had a, a very good time with it. I look forward to more. Uh, you know, it's just because of all of the May Fourth stuff, I've uh, been like deluged in Star Wars business the last couple of days. But yeah, you know it's a it's a good time, and yeah, you, know, you know when it's good, it's good, and and I'm I'm good with it, and it's mostly good, and so yeah, that's it is. that's what I'm happy about. And and you know I, it's only because it's the only real film news going on, which is why I brought it up. We there's obviously other things we can go into, but it's also very exciting. To hear that Taika Waititi is making one of these things, yes, because he did an episode of The Mandalorian, and so he's right. He's directing at least a Star Wars film, if not a few. With what is it the the a three person writing team with him, or is it two two women? Right, two two I women. I think I read. Yeah, yeah. He's he has he has one. There's at least two others in development. Uh, I believe Ryan Johnson is still signed to uh, to a thing. Uh, I'm not sure what the status on that is because he's got – I mean, ever since Knives Out made, like, a billion dollars, he's got like, – Yeah, ever you know, ever since Knives Out was, like – imagine if – and again, I love The Last Jedi. But imagine if Ryan Johnson had never made The Last Jedi and went from Looper and the Brothers Bloom and um, Brick and then made Knives Out – granted I, I I have a feeling the people that showed up to knives out you know first day weren't necessarily you know the the people that have ended up being the biggest fans of knives out again, those of us that love Ryan Johnson were gonna go anyway, but it wasn't you know the R like you know, Middle aged to older family members that would go. Did you see this Knives Out movie? It was amazing, right? That they are just all over this damn movie, and it yeah. makes me so happy because it was so friggin' good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's quite a thing, and yeah, I think I think he's gonna be just fine. It's it sounds like there's like they're 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 not quite ready to fully announce. Okay, hey, here's here's what we're doing with with Star Wars because they say we're making. Star Wars movies. We don't exactly know what like the next big plan for Star Wars is, but like stuff. Oh, they'd be they'd be so much smarter to just not say until you see the first freaking crawl on the title of the first one, whether yeah. it's an episodic thing or whether it's a Star Wars story or whatever. Because I think I think that was the biggest crutch for these films is that we're making more Star Wars films and we're going to call it Episode Seven, right, which yeah. has people immediately go, oh, well. What are you going to do with Luke? And what are yeah. you going to do with everybody else? And, and and I do agree. You get to this third one and they kind of go, fine, yes. It's called the Skywalker Saga. Even though we yeah. spent two movies kind of moving on from that. Sure. Here you go. Just leave us the fuck alone now. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. The dead speak. The dead speak. O- okay. Thanks. Um, sure. Somehow. Palpatine has returned. Oh, and and i like that movie and i still oh so lazy so there, there lazy. is there, there is there is a bit of that there is there is a bit of that uh oh, so lazy oh and th- that's why it it's cool to see something in it i a lot of people shy away now from half hour long dramatic shows and i you know evil dead and this one so far have been a perfect showcase of and I think even Watchmen may have been a little shorter than an hour on their episodes too if I'm not mistaken but it's just something about I feel like you're getting all the quality and none of the filler on yeah. this stuff and and I like that because it feels very um I don't know I feel like I feel like they're rewarding my time being yeah. spent and Westworld and shows like this I feel the same way but there's some shows where it's just like I don't think this format works for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and this one totally would not star Wars for an hour at a time. These stories are, it's a Western, right? These are, these are nicely tied up in a quick, okay, bad guy. Got to go find a bad guy, bad thing. Oh, what kind of caper am I going to get into? What person who's wronged me before am I going to run into lather, rinse, repeat? It's that kind of show, but they get so much, mileage out of that because they keep going hey by the way the planet this one's gonna bring him to is Tatooine. oh ho, ho. and you're like oh cool what's he gonna find there you know and it's just it, yeah. it's really well done well and it's not length it's tone is, is the thing you are know, like i could i could watch like an hour-long episode of of the mandalorian and by the time i got to the first couple of them i did but uh the the thing of it is is that it's not tr- like Watchmen was peak TV and like it need to be like Watchmen was okay, no, this this is serious. This is, you know, we these are mini movies, these have an avant. But, but like, they also made you wait. Right. They did make you wait. But like what I'm talking about more is the sense that like the the Mandalorian, despite the other other than the production level that it's occurring at, if it was slightly less expensive, is something that basically could have been airing on, like, Sunday afternoons in 1995. Exactly. You know, this This could have been on in between, like, uh, you know, Deep Space Nine and Xena. And Lois and Clark or Xena. Right. It, yeah. it feels a lot like Xena and Hercules, and I mean yeah. that in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or if you've seen uh, The Witcher, you know, which is... Yeah, so, it's, the Witcher is great, too. I've only watched it all three episodes of that, but that's great, too. It's like it's TVMA but like it's it was pitched as being like hey this is the new game of thrones and I was like no no this this is more like Cleopatra 2525 but with you know actual ghosts you, you know but it's but that's fine that's fine you know it's it's just that it's uh you need a little of that you know it's 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 okay to aspire to just be UPN yeah no exactly and and that's you yeah. know the, the world needs that kind of that stuff too. i mean look at look at the Arrowverse. look at what the Arrowverse has been yeah. doing yeah. i haven't caught all of that but oh my god it it scratches the itch of this is what a comic book tv show should be like yeah. this is this is silly and this is ridiculous and if you had put if you had spent too much money on this it would have actually taken some of the charm away i think yeah yeah no i agree you no know? yeah not to say not to say that it wouldn't be cool to see that whole thing happen on a marvel movie budget but at the same time marvel's already doing that for me so if dc's yeah. doing the episodic tv show a little bit more tongue in cheek and a little bit more cheesy thing good on them yeah exactly i i agree i i i i have fun with that uh, with that sort of business so um yeah, there's more things. Uh, what else has been going on with you? I mean, I I know I didn't want it to be like, oh, this is gonna inundate Bob with what he's probably been doing for work all week with Star Wars. So, well, what else is going on um, on the uh, on the front of anything? Have you heard anything interesting coming down the path that I'm not aware of? Or yeah, Watch Blood Watch Blood Quantum. That's literally the only other interesting thing that's happened. Yes, that's queued up. That's queued up. looks Awesome. I don't know when I'll get to run a review of it because it's a smaller movie, and I, I don't always get to cover every little uh, like smaller thing. But uh, um, I'm gonna try to make time for this one as a review thing. But I've been telling everyone, see the have you, do you know the premise of this? No, I was gonna say um I I all I heard was in it was it's it's in is it indigenous Native American or is it indigenous of what country? Uh, canada technically canada. So, so um, pp um, P- against zombies and that's all i heard so first Nation. um for na- na- native americans in canada the correct term is first nations okay uh for the the i'm not i'm not entirely sure what the etymology of that is but it's uh, it's in can- in canada it's first nations as opposed to native americans uh the actors are a uh, mix of uh, first Nations persons and uh, Native American actors. Most okay. of them, this is their like first or like third screen credit, maybe. Um, at least one of them is a guy named uh, Stonehorse Lone Goman.
1: That's that he, the one.
0: Yeah, he is an older guy. He is, uh, I think, he is in his fifties uh, or sixties. He is. Um if you follow native uh, art uh, or um, the MMA scene, he's a unknown figure in uh, strength training and boxing training. He has not acted uh, before like the last two years or so. Uh, well, two, two fil- he's had two screen credits, but if you see him in this, it, it will blow your mind that they have not been putting this guy in movies for and he's not even the main character but like it will blow your mind that like no one found this person and said you should be in like a million action movies because he's he's just like a natural like actions and he's he's like one of the supporting characters. the premise of the movie is it takes place in 1981 alternate timeline obviously because where it goes uh and it kind of starts out on a, a First Nations uh, reservation in, uh, from the geography, I believe it's supposed to take place in uh, K- Quebec uh, or near Quebec. Okay. And, and uh, it's uh, the, the, it, the place in the movie is uh, called a Red Crow reservation. And basically, Dawn of the Dead breaks out, just like your basic zombie apocalypse breaks out. Uh, It doesn't really waste any time. It just kind of assumes you know how zombies work. This is what happens. So like the walking dead breaks out basically. And the twist to it is that by whatever quirk of fate, no supernatural explanation, no other explanation other than this would probably happen to someone. Yeah. it, It turns out that the people in this one tribe are the only people on Earth who are genetically immune to the zombie bites? Oh, wicked cool. Yeah, so that's not to say they can't die, but they can't become zombies and they can't catch a zombie from getting bitten. So the world ends because zombie, as far as anyone knows, because no, you know, it's 1981, so there's no you know, no internet, no anything like that. They just have like regular phone lines and whatnot so the world basically ends but this reservation survives and eight months later they are the outpost and they are trying to you know survive this the the winter now they're picking up uh, a couple stragglers you know they have to decide okay how many white people do we let into our land now people who've now survived this how do we set up barriers? There are tensions as to whether or not they let people into their land, whether or not they let people out of their land. How are they going to? That's the main thing is, you know, as because it's a zombie movie with an outpost, things can't stay stable or else there's no movie. But that's where the the breakdown is going to come from is, you know, should we let more people in? Should we keep people out? But it's mo it's it's one of those. And the the thing of it is, when I first heard the reference, I was like, oh, OK, this is going to be, you know, like, fun, Like, uh, be, especially because whenever someone makes a zombie movie and says up front, we're putting like some sort of sociological issue into it. And it's going to have a like I'm saying, you know, yes, this is the first zombie movie that's been done within all almost everyone in the movie. I think except for maybe two characters are all uh, indigenous people, Native American actors, First Nations actors you know a lot of people with their first screen credits uh and you hear that and you think oh well this is probably going to be a thoughtful movie and the zombies are going to be in the background and it's going to be a lot of you know some violence and some darkness and some horror but it's going to be you know maybe like a, like a quiet place kind of thing you know yeah it's uh, not it's not that <laughs> it's nice it's, uh, it's not that at all. It's it's much closer to something tone wise. You know, it's smart and it has like some thoughtfulness to it. And it's not like a comedy, but tone wise, it's much more in the realm of Planet Terror or Dead Alive. Oh, sweet! It's it's blood and guts and gore and how many zombies can we get in here? How much? How many cool ways can we kill them? uh there's like uh four or five i mean there's definitely a lead actor and like lead heroes but like there's also like four or five like co like sidekick guys in it and it at a certain point I kind of said I was like wow there's there's a lot of extra guys in this and it starts and i started realizing you know what this feels like this feels like they had sketched out like seven or eight different ideas for you know what we really need to like create like an iconic this this has the chance to be like the the first nations ash Yes. and couldn't and couldn't decide which version they wanted to use and, and at a certain point said you know what we might not get a chance to do this twice just use them all. <laughs> Can we do all of it? <laughs> yeah well no so it, it's like it, it has the energy of like it's it's a it, it's a seriously made film but it's not like a serious somber movie so it, it it takes itself seriously but it's also it seems like every time they ran up to the point of okay is this? is the dog getting a little shaggy or is this cool? They made the choice of do the cool thing. Like, you know, have we had one, is there one too many kills in the scene? Yeah. But when are we going to be here again? I love it. And it's, it's just, it's so cool. And like every other minute I was going, Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. And I didn't expect it to be that kind of movie. You know, I was expecting to be going that's profound. Good metaphor. And instead, I'm like, right. "That's a chainsaw." And I was like, "I did not expect <laughs> like it had a like a, like someone got got like split in half with a chainsaw." I was like, "I was not expecting this to be a chainsaw movie." <laughs> and and not only was it a chainsaw movie, it's also a samurai sword movie and a battle axe movie and a shotgun movie and uh, like a, like several other things kind of movie. And then I was like. I'm only twenty minutes into this movie. <laughs> this thing's still got more to go. Yeah, I'm like, man, this is a really good and and it's also really well made, really well done. And like, I would and it, it gets going. I'm like, man, I I'm I'm, it, I'm it's so cool that I'm seeing all these like really cool actors in this movie. And also, I am so and then I'm looking for all these actors. Like, man, where have I seen these guys before? And then I look on the IMDb and I'm like. I have never seen these guys before. Oh my god, that pisses me off. Yeah, because like every one of these guys is a fucking badass and a really good actor and really funny and like, why the hell have I not? And like, well, I know why I haven't seen them before, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, and I think like you know uh, of, of of like the four like you know like action hero guys in it. I think like the one who has like the most screen credits was like, uh, like I think one of he, he was like one of the third or fourth build wolf guys in, in one of the twilight movies. Oh, all right. So, and, and I, and like, I was like, okay, all right. I remember him. Cool. But he's better in this. Well, yeah. The lead actor. uh, He's a guy named uh, Michael gray eyes. Very cool. Very cool guy. Again, not a lot of screen credits, he if there's any justice in the world he'll have him after this because like the dude's like he he's he's like the first nations in this movie he's like the first nations version of uh rick grimes from the walking dead basically oh shit but yeah so he's he's got a lot coming to him then but like much more of a badass i was just just like and like just immediately just instant screen presence you know just like walks out i was like Yep, I, I absolutely believe that this dude would, you know, like survive the zombie apocalypse. And oh, it's I gotta, I gotta see this thing. I might watch it tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh Blood Quantum and uh everyone should see this. I don't know when I'll get to run a review. I might run an independent review on my own YouTube channel just to get it out there because it's it deserves to be seen. It was supposed to be in theaters in the fall and because they didn't know Shudder had it and because it they didn't know when the theatrical run would be happening because of the virus they put it uh, direct to the service to to get it out there because they they really wanted they they know they've got a big movie here and they want uh, they wanted the they wanted to get it out there. This is a, a independently made movie big on the festival circuit, director's a guy named Jeff Barnaby. Cool. But and it is really really cool. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It, it. I started hearing rumblings about it because the rumblings happened and then it was everywhere. Yeah, and right. It, it's, it It deserves it. And it's, uh, you know, like I had heard all the promotion, but, uh, you know, because I'd heard, you know, all the – I was like, okay, I don't need to watch the trailers. So I said, oh, good premise. And, you know, it never occurred to me to, to you know, find out what uh, – that it was – because it had been talked up so much – I thought I knew what I was in for. You know, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this will be a, a thoughtful sort of thing. I was like, it's it's thoughtful, but it's also, like, I think people hear it and they immediately think, oh, cool, you know, this will this will be a movie that will, you know, leave me thinking, you know, strong, you know, solemn thoughts about this. And it was like, no, this is, you know, zombie horror. This th- Even if this was not... Like an important, like an important moment movie because you've never seen, and just any action movie with this many First Nations people in it as the main cast. Even if you took that aspect of it out, this would still be one of the coolest zombie movies. So That's this is awesome. So and it's it's I can't I can't say enough good about it. It's unbelievable. ha. <laughs> Blood Quantum. Yeah. I can't wait to watch this thing. Yes, this is the only good movie I've seen with Quantum in the title. So, a long time ago... Yeah. Speaking of bloody things, you and I had discussed... This was God back at the beginning world of this show, that I had never seen the film Audition. Um, I've now seen it three times since we last (laughs) talked. Um, But... I've seen a lot of Takashi Miike movies, but we had discussed that I'd never seen Audition, and I was you know, this this quarantine can do weird things to your brain and in my head sitting down and watching through Audition again would be a feel-good thing, because sometimes we need that kind of weird catharsis I don't know why, but that's why I go to weird, you know, horror movies sometimes, as a reminder that shit could be worse, right? Um, and I had, I, I had posed this on my uh chip in the third person after watching it this time because it's something that i never really thought about because the movie is ma- watching it once the, the the intention of the movie is to shock right there's there's you know you can look into whether it's a movie about misogyny or female empowerment and all these other things but first and foremost Takashi Miike is great at shock. He's great to get you into a false sense of security and then fuck you with, with weird ass imagery. I, I wanted to pose this thing to you because I, it never struck me this way until now, but when, and spoiler alerts for audition for people that haven't seen it, go watch audition. Um, be sure you're in a good mental state before you do so. Cause it's not a happy film. Um, but I wanted to pose this to you to see if you could help me fill in a blank. So, We've all seen, you know, movies like this where a character, you know, comes to a realization of what's been going on too late and has, you know, sort of like a fever dream imagery, like a lot of Italian horror movies do things like this and stuff. But the guy gets drugged by the girl he's been courting, you know, for this whole movie. And we as the audience have seen that she's in her apartment waiting for his phone calls and everything creepily with something in a bag in the apartment. But it's never revealed to the audience what it is. And her apartment is never revealed to him. So I was wondering, is the imagery he starts having in this dream, and this is the first time I thought of this, of like the guy with the severed fingers and missing tongue in the bag in her apartment and her killing her um, dance instructor that abused her and all this – is this meant to be that this is like the audience is getting a payoff for the things we've seen or is it more than that? It just feels like if you try to give it continuity it doesn't make sense. So so like uh it did did that really happen? Yeah, like is he just cuz remember his friend was concerned about her the whole time. Yeah. Right? And so, and he was doing some detective work, like going to her old businesses. And she always had a good answer for, you know, why, but all of the things made, like he meets the dance instructor and sees the guy missing feet. So, um, it, it can only be assumed that he put together, okay, this is the guy that freaking abused her and she did something fucked up to him. Okay. And then it's all other people have gone missing, but it's the, the reveal of the guy in the bag, which is one of the movie's big shocking things. Yeah. is only a reveal in his head. And would he have ever had any visual reason to have that image? Do you know I'm what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, we've seen the bag, so... We have, but he hasn't. So right. is it like one of those... Like, like to a lesser degree than Funny Games, because Funny Games is full-on going, hey, audience member, this movie is being done to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Is that this? Is that kind of what this movie's doing? It's going? Hey, you thought you were going to see a torture porn film. <laughs> well, guess what? You know that bag that we only revealed to you. He's going to have an image, but you're going to be. You know, are, we're taking you through this psychosomatic. Like, you know, d- did he ever actually sleep with her? Is she just fucking crazy? Is it a bit like a Chloe thing going on here? You know that it, it's all very strange, and I, it doesn't detract from the movie. It's just I've seen it enough times now where I went, "Huh, wait a minute." I'd have to see it all the way. It's been a while, so I'd have to see it all through the again. But I think we can infer that if, even if he's like imagining the specifics, that's pretty much still the. Uh, it. I mean, I, I don't. I think it's supposed to be interchangeable. I, I agree. I just you know it. A lot of the movie is very literal aside from that, that sequence, mm-hmm. you know, like that. It was just one of those things where I'm like, shit, like oh, what, what is it really saying here that he's able to have that vision about the girl is, and is it just the movie's way of playing into, well, after that, they do a couple of red herring fake outs, you know, of, okay, maybe this isn't actually happening. And it was all in his head. Oh no, no, no. She's got you, dude. You're, you're done for, <laughs> you know, after this. And it's just like, fuck. True. Yeah, that, that movie's insane. Yes, it is. And I'm still – I'll have to watch it a few more times before I even <laughs> attempt to discuss what it means. Right. Because, because I, you know, part of you as an audience member the first time through wants to go, well, what did this guy actually do? And then yeah. you watch it again knowing – and it's like, no, he's, he's a fucking scummy – He's, he's somewhat scummy and also, you know, takes advantage. He's taking advantage of a situation here. Yeah, yeah it's his friend's idea, but where we've also, in his little Freudian dream sequence, it's revealed that, you know, he may or may not be in his lizard brain or whatever into his son's very underage girlfriend, right. and um, that he led that woman from his office on amongst whoever else. So, obviously, the things she infers about him are not wrong. But it's the, wow, that is the most ridiculous on the other end of the spectrum. of, And this is what you get. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to get that. <laughs> Damn. That is true. Oh, it was, it's just, it's an amazing. M- Mike has an am- And the funny thing is the first half of the movie, if you leave out the obvious warning signs... Is basically a, like a, a silly little rom-com of like a guy you know, a, or or at least a, a a dramedy. You know, guy loses his wife, son tells him to get back out there and start dating. It's like this is something that you know, like an aging um, Ben Stiller or Jim Carrey or you know, would, or Tom Hanks would be in this movie. You know, oh look at the happenstance. He's in. He he runs a film company with his friend, and he used an audition as a way to find her. You've got male three. You know, but, but instead the third act is, hey, what if that girl was horribly abused by men her whole life and secretly has just been setting you up to kill you? Like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> anyway, yeah, just my, my third walk viewing of audition in the last three years really messed with my brain. It <laughs> would be a different thing, yeah. And I think because of that movie, I had a quarantine dream where um one of the fathers of friends of ours that used to live on south side avenue poisoned all of us to save us that was a weird ass dream that yeah that's that's a little weird but like it didn't do it like it was one of those oh i'm just kidding with you kind of things and i'm like what the fuck this is dark brain stop that's a little strange chris Yeah, dude, the the quarantine has been doing some weird things to my brain. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm about ready to be done with that. I'm done with that too. So what else is going on? That I've I've got nothing else going on, man. Cool, man. Well, um, I've appreciated you uh, talking. I just uh, that was kind of a dark thing for my brain to end this on. Thanks, audition. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, what you doing tomorrow? work yeah sorry i got i got nothing man my life is 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 not interesting right now without uh, anything uh right on the horizon unfortunately no that's okay it's interesting enough to catch up well uh yeah. yeah we'll we'll keep doing these and we'll keep talking um and hopefully uh hopefully this is all over soon
1: um
0: mm-hmm. uh, i'm trying to think if there's anything i i need to go watch blood quantum world yeah. watch blood quantum I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I've seen that was interesting. Doing the Mandalorian, I watched audition. Um, oh, I watched Underwater. Oh, cool. I liked Underwater. Underwater was good. Underwater was really good. Uh, underwater is is it's coming into this genre of, "Hey, guess what? We're yeah. going to give you a movie that you're going to like even though it has TJ Miller in it." <laughs> 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 you know indeed god that was well done that was good we should pick up underwater next time though oh absolutely i just wanted to end something on a happy point that's all So no, i know no. we'll have to go to bed but everyone should watch underwater for homework for the next tangent. yes that's your homework underwater all right dude well thank you bob for chatting with me and thank you all for coming along with us on the tangent as always this has been chris i'm bob and we will see you guys next time see you around